Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to Impact Cyber Church. You are going to church with people all over the world. I'm so incredibly thankful for that. You know, the Bible tells us uh, that the gospel of the kingdom is what is supposed to be preached to the ends of the earth in order to prepare the way for the second return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you know, you guys know that I have been an incredible pioneer and advocate for the gospel of peace. Which is, in, which is in the Bible. And, you know, I've been an advocate for, of course, obviously the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and even though the phrase or the term gospel of grace is only used maybe once or twice in the entire New Testament, uh, still grace is good news, so it's gospel. But all of these different aspects of the gospel only make sense when they are brought together in the under the new covenant and present it from uh, the basis of the kingdom of God. You know, it, I, I think Jesus knew what he was doing. I think he fulfilled his mission here. I think he's smarter than I am. He knew God. He, you know, he knew God. He was God. He, you know, uh, him and God were one in every single way. And so considering that he's way smarter than I am and knows more about God than you know, I will ever ever, ever know, even when I meet God face to face, I'll never know him, or I don't know that I will ever know him like Jesus knows him because they are, they are one. Now, <clears throat> but you stop and think, if the person who came to lay the path for everything that was supposed to happen from, from, from his time here on earth forward, if he talked more about one subject than he did any other subject, it would stand to reason that should be the subject that his followers would embrace and would proclaim more than any other subject. Now, there are all kinds of individual things that Jesus talked about, used as metaphors, used as examples, used as models uh, to help us see and understand things. But the one constant message of Jesus was the gospel of the kingdom. And that means that while, yes, we will preach about many aspects of the gospel of the kingdom, that, mean, see, that means that to preach about sin without bringing it into congruence with the gospel of kingdom means I'm probably going to be off base in the way I preach it. Not altogether wrong, not totally in, in error. To talk about the lordship of Jesus and not bring that into the gospel of the kingdom is probably going to mean I'm going to, I'm going to kind of have some places that are, are not really in harmony with the message that God is trying to bring to the world. Uh, to talk about healing, to talk about a prayer, to talk about anything having to do with what we have, what we're called to do, who we are, uh, you know, all of these factors 
uh, uh, that we have under the new covenant, without doing that within the, within the parameters of the gospel of the kingdom, means I'm going to probably, like I said, not be totally incorrect, not be totally in error, but I'm probably going to be off just enough that it can cause some confusion. It can cause some damage. It can hurt some people's faith. It can make it where people can't actually bring their faith to fruition and, and see things happen the way, that, the way that God wants things to happen. So the most important thing that we need to understand and function, uh, you know, the covenant of peace is, is, is the new covenant. The gospel of peace is the message of what we have in this new covenant. But the kingdom of God is the realm that facilitates everything about this new covenant. So I'm going to tell you something. We have done a great disservice to ourselves and those of us that are in the ministry and to the people around us by the lack of our uh, inquiry and seeking God about the kingdom of God. Now, you know, when, when I went to Bible college, I'm telling you, my undergraduate Bible college, it, it, no, it no longer exists, but I'm telling you, I'm so incredibly thankful for where I went to Bible college. And I had some phenomenal teachers, and I'm just so grateful for them. And there was, there was a man that taught Greek, and his name was Burl Bagwell. Now, as far as I know, Brother Bagwell is still alive, even though he's quite elderly, um, back a few years ago, I met his daughter when I was doing a, uh, a meeting in, uh, in Dallas, Texas, and uh, I was so thrilled to meet her and get to talk to her a little bit about the influence that, that, that her dad had. And, uh, and I studied, a, a, I took a class under him where the book that we read and, the, and so much of the emphasis was on the kingdom of God. And, you know, uh, that provided a great launching pad for me to start down, start down this path of exploring, understanding, seeking God, doing translation work, you know, about what the kingdom of God really was, what it looked like, how we entered into it, what, what, what does it mean. Now, <clears throat> if you're like me, the first several years of my life, every message that I ever heard about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven was presented as a message about how to get saved. And as I mentioned to you last week, if Jesus was teaching us how to get saved in his messages about the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of heaven, then he is confused. He is self-contradicting and he's a legalist because there are so many things that the kingdom of God tells you to do. And if you want to experience these, these benefits. And uh, so if that's the case and the kingdom of God is, is about heaven after you die, then it's talking about working your way to heaven. Well, we know Jesus wasn't talking about working your way to heaven. And we know that Jesus said, if you would take his yoke of doctrine, his yoke of teaching, how he interpreted uh, uh, the word of God, if you would take that as your basic theology and build everything that you believe about God out of what he taught, then he said that what we would experience would be easy and light. So, you know, I can remember going through this process of coming to realize that the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of heaven, as taught in the parables of Jesus, had 
was not about going to heaven after you die. And that, in fact, the kingdom of God is a realm wherein we, that, that we enter into. And in this realm, we, we enter this realm. And, uh, and because we recognize that we're in this realm, in this place, in this kingdom, then we also have what the kingdom of heaven refers to. And that is we have all of the resources of God that exist as we would look at it now in heaven, but, but those resources are now available to us even though we are here on earth. So the kingdom of God is a realm that you enter into wherein you have access to all of the resources, all of the provision, all that God is and all that God has. And I don't know about you, but that's what I need here in this life. Um, and, and, it is kingdom living and it is the truth that Jesus taught in the king, about the kingdom of God that actually makes life easy and light. Now, let me say this. It doesn't mean everything in life is going to go right. I, I, want you to, I want you to understand that. Let me, let me give you an example. Man, I am a firm, adamant believer in healing and physical healing. I was born with a congenital kidney disease and most of you have heard my story. I suffered with sickness all through my childhood as a result of it. Uh, you know, I, I, I lived with constant back pain from the time I was probably four or five years old, uh, uh, you know, up into, up into my adult life. And at 28 years old, basically my kidneys were in such bad shape that I collapsed. And honestly, it was really questionable if I would survive uh, from the, the condition that my, that my kidneys were in. And... Um, and in the, in the process of, of several really serious surgeries, um, I got an infection in the hospital. And it was a, an infection that now, these days, is pretty easily treatable. It's an infection that is something you have in your body, but you're not supposed to have it in your kidneys. It's a pseudomonas infection. So what I had is I had a, I had a renal cyst on both of my kidneys. I had very large kidney stones in both of my kidneys. My ureters were, were deformed and I had to have plastic surgery on my ureters. And there were a few other factors I won't go into. And then I had, on top of all of that, I got a pseudomonas infection in my urinary tract. And in those days, there was no cure for that. There was nothing. And I was put on an experimental drug. Uh, my doctor, I, man, I had such an incredible doctor. I tell every time I see him, I say, I want you to know when you get to heaven, you're going to meet a lot of people that's going to come up and thank you for, for uh, uh, what you did for them to get to heaven. And you're not even going to know anything about them because it's going to be people that I've had the opportunity to win to the Lord all these years that I've been alive. And I wouldn't been alive if you had not kept me alive. And so you have as much to do with, you know, with this as, as I do. And by the way, all of you that are world changers, it's going to be the same way. You're going to get to heaven. You're going to be people that run up and thank you for, for getting them saved. And you're going to be like, I never saw this person in my life. They're going to no, no. But you made it possible for Impact Ministries and Dr. Jim to bring the gospel to my country, to my village, to my home, to my household. And I, I'm telling you, we're, we're going to get up there. We're going to meet millions of people that have come to Jesus uh, because of what we have all done together. I, I, I tell you, man, 
you know, I didn't plan to go here, but I just want to say thank you to all of our world changers, all of the people who give every month to make this possible. This is so cool. If you're interested in helping us reach a billion people for Jesus and develop them into disciples, you can do it. Go to my website, impactministries.com, click on the world changers icon or call our office at 256-536-9402 and, and talk to somebody. We'll tell you, we'll tell you about Operation One Billion. I'm sorry, and I didn't, I didn't mean to get off into something like I'm not just trying to make a big advertisement there, but I'm just, I, I always want our world changers to know we do this together. And I have this, I have this picture in my mind of entering into heaven and seeing all of these millions of people. And if we fulfill our goal, a billion people there to greet us. And I see myself look back over my shoulder and see all of our world changers, all the people, all the people that worked in technology, all the people that put our computers together, did our videos for us, all the people that made this possible and all the people that gave. And it ain't going to just be me standing there that that is going to be welcomed and greeted with such enthusiasm. It's going to be it's going to be all of us, man. Alive. Look forward to that to that day. But anyhow, so. You know, I got this, I got this incurable kidney disease. No, you know, and in, and in 1983, I walked out of that kidney disease. Now, I could give you a list of, of things from which I have been healed that's pretty phenomenal. And I can tell you this, I've seen every healing in the New Testament with my own eyes under my own ministry and crusades around the world. So I believe in healing. But let me tell you something. Most of the healings that I've gotten, I've had to walk into them as I, as I persuaded my heart to believe the truth about who God was. And, and the principles of the heart become very understandable in the parables of the kingdom. And you start realizing that, first of all, you don't understand the kingdom until you understand the function of the heart. It all, it, it all starts kind of flowing together. But my point is this. Even when I have been struggling with sickness, with, you know, with pain, with, with disease, with life-threatening situations, because of entering this realm called the kingdom of God, you don't walk around discouraged. You don't walk around angry. You don't walk around wondering, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? God, where are you? What? You, know, you don't go there. That just never happens. Because the kingdom of God is a realm that you enter into. And in this realm, you, I, I, I love the scripture in Isaiah. And I've, man, I've lived by this scripture for years. And quietness and confidence, you shall have strength. And I'm going to tell you something. When, when you are abiding in this realm called the kingdom of God, you say, what do you mean? I'm, I'm saved. I am in that realm. Not necessarily. Actually, Jesus tells you that getting saved only makes it possible for you to perceive that there is a kingdom and for you to realize that you can now enter into that kingdom. And through his teachings in the parables, he tells us how to enter into that kingdom. And, and he tells us very clearly that the kingdom is within. It is this realm within our hearts that we enter into a new dimension that supersedes everything that's happening in the natural world around us. You know, I've said this before, miracles are not when God violates the natural laws of science and physics. Miracles is when, uh, occur when you happen or when you believe and function in a higher law of physics. 
and th things that other people don't even believe, but they are, and we will, we will discover one day that they are all laws of physics that everybody could have known if the world hasn't so aggressively and so deceitfully sought to cover them up. So <clears throat> how do we understand fully kind of what the kingdom is? Well, I think one of the things that we need to do is we need to consider when Jesus, remember when Jesus talked about these things, first of all, it was always based on what the scripture said. And the scripture is what we call the Old Testament. See, the new covenant gives us a new way to understand all, everything that is said in the old covenant, uh, but it is never applied from, it's always applied from the motive of love. It's never applied from works. It's never applied from fear or, or any of those kinds of things. But the thing is, all of those things said in the Old Testament are still true and are still applicable, but they are applied from a whole different perspective. So Jesus never said anything new. And I'll tell you, the more I study, he, uh, of course, I've studied Greek for years and years and years and years. And uh, then I started studying Hebrew, and I, man alive, did my, did my mind and eyes open up. And, and now I'm trying to study Aramaic, you know, the uh, as much of the language that Jesus spoke as, as, as we can get our heads around. And you start realizing Jesus never said anything that wasn't already in the Old Testament. He just brought it into a new perspective, into a new bearing based on a new covenant that, that made it possible for us to enter into this realm called the kingdom of God. Now, so when Jesus was talking about the kingdom of God, he was going to do, be doing it from the scriptural perspective, but he was also going to be doing it uh, from, from the cultural perspective of, of what they believed about the scriptures. Now, <clears throat> it was really interesting about, about this kingdom of God thing. You know, I was thinking about when I was walking over here to shoot this, to shoot this program today, I was thinking, you know, we can't even really understand how to pray, how to pray for ourselves or do intercessory prayer if we do not understand the gospel of the kingdom. Now, just think about that. So, I'm not saying we don't know anything about prayer, but I'm saying, you know, Jesus taught us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, that's not just asking God to make that happen. That's just saying, this is, this is what I'm choosing. How do I know what the will of God is? Well, number one, let me say this. Number one, when we look at what heaven is, your, your kingdom, we want your kingdom to come. Why? So that your will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the whole purpose of kingdom living is, see, right now, man has authority over planet earth. Man as a whole, makes everything happen on planet Earth the way it's happening. God's will only gets done in planet Earth when it happens through the faith and the authority of individual believers. And so, and so the kingdom of God, which is an expression of God's perfect will, happens on Earth through individual believers in their heart and what they do, how they live, how they treat people. But interestingly, one of the ways you understand what the will of God should be is, well, what is the will of God in heaven? Because I want to know the will of God on earth. I need, I need to understand heaven. Well, in heaven, is there any sickness? No. Is there any sin? No. Is there any shame? No. Is there any sorrow? No. Is there any heartbreak? No. None of these things exist in heaven. So if none of these things exist in heaven, then they are not the will of God here on earth.
But keep in mind, the will of God does not always get done. The will of God only gets done when people of faith use their authority to establish the will of God in their lives. That's the only time the will of God ever gets done on planet Earth. So <clears throat> you have two times that, or two places that you can look to understand God's will, which tells me what the kingdom of God should look like in my life, or at least internally, even if it's not happening externally. The two places are, number one, what the Bible tells us about heaven. Number two, what the Bible told us about paradise in the Garden of Eden. You see, to the, to the average Hebrew in the time of Jesus, many scholars believe that their concept of heaven was basically modeled to them and understood to them by what they knew about the Garden of Eden. Because the Garden of Eden was the one and only time and place in planet Earth where we saw God's will done perfectly for a span of time. Now, one of the things we see in the Garden of Eden, we, we, we see this. First of all, it was a realm where every need that man had was available to him. He, he didn't lack for anything. But what gave him access to all of that was his personal surrender to the Creator. So in the kingdom of God as we, that we enter into now, see, we get saved many times and we're believing God for salvation. But you know, that doesn't necessarily mean we've made Jesus Lord of, of every aspect of our life. It doesn't necessarily mean we're building our life, you know, on his, on his teaching and his example. It doesn't mean that we're, it doesn't mean we're doing anything. It just, it, uh, you know, that, that he says to do or do it the way that he says to do it. Therefore, he, his Lordship is not uh, expressed in any of those areas of our life. You experience Lordship in any area that you surrender to the truth of God's word as Jesus presented it. And in that area of your life, then you can start experiencing heaven. But you see, just like the Garden of Eden, you had to be surrendered to the Lordship of the Creator in order to abide in that realm. And what we wanted, and again, you know, there's all kinds of doctrines out there that just say, well, I'm a Christian, so I'm in the kingdom of God. This is supposed to be happening. This is supposed to be working. No, no, no. You might have got born again, and born, getting born again gave you the capacity, the strength, the grace, the power, the courage to make choices based on the Word of God and to operate faith based on the Word of God um, so that you could be in this kingdom, in this realm, wherein are all of His resources, all of His provision. So, when the Jew of Jesus' day heard him talk about salvation, first of all, their mind did not go toward the afterlife as it went to what happens in this life. You know, the fruit of salvation should manifest here and now. 
It should manifest in our character. It should manifest in the way we treat people. It should manifest in, you know, all things about how we live right now. This is where salvation is manifest. And um, when the Jew heard Jesus talk about salvation, they're, they're, they're thinking about something that happens in this life. And then when they brought that into the context of the kingdom of heaven, they, they, were they understood that this was a realm where you had access to all the resources. And when they talked about the kingdom of God, they understood that in that realm, that person was individually surrendered to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords. Listen, be sure, check out my book and my series, Heaven on Earth. And, you know, we provide all this information. You know, one of the things that people tell me all the time, cheap, stingy people will contact me every now and then and say, why do you sell anything? That's not a God. Ying, 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 ying. And uh, you know what the majority of people tell me all the time? They say, you just give away too much stuff for free. We've got hundreds of hours of teaching that you can get all, all this stuff that you want. We provide more in-depth resources for those people who choose to make a journey beyond what a lot of people want to make. And, and the great thing is, is those people, when they spend money and invest in their own lives, 85 cents out of every dollar that they spend goes into taking this gospel to the ends of the earth. And so they invest in themselves, they invest in other people. But these are the people that are more interested in, in, in like I say, in living like a disciple, more interested in, in, uh, in, in, in following God on a level or seeking God on a level that, that they feel like I, I want more information, I want more access, I want to go in things that are so, more in-depth than people watching a broadcast are interested in going into. So be sure and go to Impact Ministries and check this out because I'm telling you, this book and this series are going to, going to be monumental for you. All right. So, <clears throat> so the people are sitting there listening, and, and Jesus is talking about the salvation. He's talking about the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. And they are thinking about living in Eden. Now, the only problem, or maybe the main problem with that, is they would have seen that as something that happens on the outside. And Jesus is really clear when he talks about the kingdom of God, that the kingdom of God is within you. It is something that occurs in your own heart. Now this, you know, we are still, we're still just like the Jews. We want an external kingdom and an external kingdom will come by the way. We, but we want an external kingdom right now. We're trying to, we're, we're trying to make it where I, I can only be happy and I can only be satisfied with all these things that are taken care of. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, just imagine that, uh, that, that you're with a group of people and, and everybody's hungry and everybody needs food and, and, and you know something that they don't know. You know that right now somebody is bringing all the resources to you that, that, that are going to get you by. And you, nothing has changed on the outside, but inwardly you are so happy because of this realization, because of this reality. I'll tell you something, that's kind of how the kingdom of God is. Like I say, it's a peace that passes understanding. It doesn't make sense. It's a joy that triumphs no matter what the circumstances are that's going on around you. All, no matter how many reasons you have to be sad, you still find some way to be happy and to be joyous. That's what the kingdom of God is. It's something that happens inside you. And right now, all I'm trying to get you to do is, 
actually see or perceive that this is available to you. Because until you see and perceive that this is there for you, then you're not going to pursue the kingdom of God. And the moment, the moment you see and perceive the kingdom of God, then you're ready to discover the door. You're ready to find that place to enter in to a realm that alters the way you interpret and experience everything around you. Listen, be sure to take a few minutes. If you're getting blessed by this, share this with your friends. Man, send your friends links to this. Be sure to ask questions, write comments. Be sure to go on YouTube and like or subscribe to this channel because I'm telling you, it helps us touch more people all around the world. Be sure and be back next week. We're going to take a journey into the kingdom of God that's going to transform your whole life. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.